0: Hey everybody, welcome to Marvel Champions Monthly. We are a fan podcast about the card game Marvel Champions that's semi-monthly and currently very, very frequent. Today, there's only two hosts. There's me, Cataddy Hawk, and I have Addercop with me, our local aggression expert. How's it going? Expert.
1: That's That feels like a bit of a promotion.
0: Yeah, put it on your business card. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm actually kind of penciling that in right now. Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to be talking about uh, Valkyrie.
0: Wow. Well, That is our topic today, Valkyrie. We are rushing through these hero packs because many of them came out when we were on like a short holiday break, and we got to play them all, which is great. But uh, now we get to talk about them all, so we've got to get caught up to the current releases because we've got a couple like funsy episodes planned. But we got to get the work done first, right? It's like yeah, do your homework before you get to play your N sixty four or whatever it is.
1: I didn't agree to that, but
0: yeah, me either. All right, we've got a couple of announcements here at the beginning again. So um, first announcement, again, you should definitely check out the Con of Heroes if that's something you're interested in attending. Um, by the time this episode comes out, the early bird ticket special has sort of ended. So we are now into the regular ticket range, but you can still go get tickets. Um, the event itself, I probably should have had this like all pulled up. It's in late May, I know that much. <laughs> I have flight already, so... I'm I know I'm going. There we go. It's uh Friday May 20th through Sunday May 22nd in Roseville, Minnesota or Minneapolis basically. So, it's going to be an entire weekend of nothing but Marvel Champions. If you're interested in learning more about the event, you can go to conofheroes.com. You can buy tickets from there, look at the schedule, get some travel and con like FAQ information done with. And if you're on the Marvel Champions Facebook page, every Friday we have a post revealing a little bit more details or some of the swag or different things that might be going on at the con. So we'll be doing those posts probably all the way through April, right up until the event um, in May. So you'll learn a little bit more each week. So check out mm-hmm. conofheroes.com to figure all that out.
1: Didn't we just reveal something too?
0: We did just reveal something this last Friday, which is two Fridays ago when you're listening to this, if you're listening day one we revealed the first player token that we have going out. So our first player token is pretty fancy red poker chip. On one side, it's got the Khan kind of emblem. It says Khan of Heroes 2022. It's got some cool like red textile stuff looking at it because each token is kind of like an infinity gem or like an aspect coloring. We're not really sure where it's going to go.
1: And then there is a very rare version that has Dan and I's face on the front and back.
0: Should I print some of those? I could so
1: do keep, that. So keep an eye out for that one.
0: Now I'm now I'm into this. Okay, photoshopping complete. Finally. <laughs> all right. Um, announcement number two: We have our awards show recording coming up. We're going to reveal all those sort of awards show style. So each of the hosts—you don't know this yet—you're learning on the fly. When we get to the aggression card and we reveal what the aggression card is, you're gonna to have to give an acceptance speech for that aggression card that is befitting of your aspect. So it's gonna be really fun no or funny or really, really dull. One of the one of the three. Um we'll see.
1: I'm gonna make it all three.
0: Yeah. <laughs> challenge accepted.
1: <laughs> Play no more, fam.
0: <laughs> and there's a new MCM challenge for this episode. People have been itching for it since Caleb dumped that horrible hood challenge on us. Um We'll talk about that again in the next episode. But for now, the MCM Challenge for this week, since we're talking all about Valkyrie today, is going to be Asgard-themed. So you are going to play as a team of heroes or a solo player. But regardless of how you play, you must choose Thor or Valkyrie as one of the heroes at your table. So not everybody has to play an Asgardian, but you'll have at least one at the table. You're going to go up against Hella with whatever modular sets you include. I recommend just using the recommended modules from her um, Game 1A card. And then you're going to write down if any Asgardian defeats any of the checkpoint enemies. And what I mean by the checkpoint enemies are the ones that come out with the side schemes. So we're talking about Garn and Scourge and stuff like that. So when you fill out the survey, it's going to ask you, did an Asgardian defeat... Which Asgardian defeated each checkpoint enemy? And you'll be able to select Thor, Valkyrie, or none. And at the end, we'll see which Asgardian is truly the victor of this one to two week period. So... Link is below. There's also a link to a page that has all of the MCM challenges, so what we're going to do is once we've done a year of challenges, which is about next November, early November time frame, we will do an episode where we go over all the stats from all the different challenges, tell you how many different games the community played and all. We'll still report some stats along the way, um, but that'll be like a whole episode dedicated to just how much the community played through these challenges, which is pretty outstanding. We've already had 85 Hood attempts. I won't tell you how many were wins, but it was less than 50%. So, you know, the Hood. You've been hearing me blabber a lot, and you're almost done. We're on to the main topic of the show, which is the Valkyrie Hero Pack. So, this is the third or fourth, depending on where you live, Hero Pack that came out in this sort of segment of four cycles. Um, For me, it was the third one, because I bought one from England and it came here. Um, and apparently, they still don't have War Machine, which is very confusing. So <laughs> it's all over the place. It's a dartboard. Was this your? This was your newest one, right?
1: Um, yes, I got Valkyrie uh, not that long ago, um, but I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen because uh, the the company that I order through dispatched them, and they have mixed them up before when they dispatched them close together. So uh, mm,
0: yeah. yes. I think we we order from the same company, and I've had that happen before.
1: Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of of like a, what's it going to be?
0: It's a surprise, right, when you open it. It's It's like real Christmas in January.
1: Fine. Christmas that uh, you didn't know that you wanted.
0: Yeah, it's not too delayed, but it's a little bit delayed. Right. All right. Um so we already went over Nebula, who was in Justice, War Machine, who was in leadership, and this is the third one we're reviewing on the show, which is Valkyrie, and she comes with aggression. So I'll cue over over Overview overcue. Valkyrie's kit. I can almost talk today. It's been it's been a it's been a week. All right. Valkyrie, Brunhilde. Or Brunhilde? Brunhilde brunhilde well, that's what we'll go with has four recover the asgard trait a hand size of six and 12 hit points in alter ego form she has set up set the death grow upgrade aside out of play the death if grow. we're not gonna talk death grow it's it's i'm it's secret warps and this is valkyrie Groot. it's val root Oof. you didn't know this uh, i, I, I mean... put it in the show notes did you not read oh, it? i'm
1: glad that i don't know this
0: Yeah, you take the first seven cards from Valkyrie and then the last eight cards from Group and you Groot, Group, my gosh, and you smash them together and then you play your deck like that. The joke is
1: tanking, we got to move on.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay, we're done. All right, so (laughs) she's got a setup ability that says set the Death Glow upgrade aside out of play. There's a big debate over whether that starts in your deck or starts out of play. I'm just going to tell you, as a human being, I start with that out of play so that it can't be Ultron Drone because that's dumb. She has the ability, not this day, action, to attach Death Glow and set it aside out of play, so she can remove it from something that is attached to you. On her hero side, she has one thwart, two attack, and one defense. Asgard and Avenger traits. Death Perception. Hero action. Play the set aside Death Glow upgrade, as if it were in your hand. I am the Choser of the slain, or the chooser of the slain. I can't, Oh my gosh, what yes. time is it? Okay, so... Obviously, she's all about this Death Glow thing, so let's read that really quick. It is her card 1 of 16, so she actually has 16 cards, but since one of them is like this out-of-play shenanigans, she's really got 15 like a normal hero. The Death Glow upgrade says attached to an enemy. When attached enemy is defeated, set this card aside out-of-play. If Valkyrie defeated that enemy, ready her. So if you're in hero form and that enemy is defeated, you're going to get to ready, which is really cool. Um, So as you can imagine, her entire kit basically revolves around that. So we're going to go over a bunch of the cards here. We've got Valhalla, which is a two-cost support. Response after Valkyrie attacks and defeats an enemy that has the Death Glow attached, exhaust Valhalla. Draw one card and heal one damage from Valkyrie as the response. So it's an income card, but it's not one that's limited to Alter Ego, which is really, really nice. Um, But it's a lot more difficult to trigger because you're going to have to defeat something that has this thing attached and not have somebody else kill it before you cough rocket cough so it's, it's a little bit more difficult to cost she's got a couple of upgrades here we've got two weapon upgrades both of them are restricted we have Valkyrie spear Valkyrie gets plus one defense, plus two while defending against an enemy that has Death Glow attached. So probably not as useful against minions, but if you put Death Glow onto the villain, you can get plus two defense against the villain, basically starting with three defense once you get the spear out. Pretty good. And then we have Dragon Fang, which is Valkyrie's sword. Valkyrie gets plus one attack, plus two attack while attacking an enemy with Death Glow attached. So this could work with minions. It helps you wipe them out faster. Um, At the same time, Deathblow has a cost of one, so every time you defeat a minion, you're going to have to pay one to put it back out, but can still be really good for laying into the villain as well. We have her Noble Steed, or her horse, Aragorn, or Pegasus Aragorn, I guess. It's an Asgard and creature-traded two-cost upgrade. Valkyrie gets plus four hit points while she's riding a unicorn, because why not? And she gains the aerial trait.
1: That is definitely a Pegasus. That is Hmm? definitely a Pegasus. Are you sure? Um,
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm going to call it Unicorn. That's okay with me. I mean, if it makes
1: you happy, you can call it what you want, but...
0: It totally makes me happy. Okay. Um, We have two more upgrades. Um, Two cost, Flight of the Valkyrie. Valkyrie. You should be doing this. This is is an Asgard thing. (laughs) (laughs) Response, after the enemy with Death Glow is defeated, discard Flight of the Valkyrie. Remove five threat from a scheme. Um, So a really good threat removal, and it doesn't require Valkyrie to defeat the enemy with Death Glow, which is, like, super important. A lot of her other triggers do, but this is something you slap on the board, and whenever you need to remove 5 threat, you say, hey, blow off that minion for me. So you can put it on, like, the weakest minion and then trigger it when you want, which is really good. It's also not hero required, so you don't have to be in hero form to trigger this. If you decide to flip down and someone defeats the minion, you're not just totally boned. Um, she's got a tutor that is going to let her return a valkyrie card from her discard pile to her hand in alter ego form visit valhalla um we have two copies of the event chooser of the slain which is part of her flavor text hero action search the encounter deck and discard pile for a minion and put it into play engaged with you draw two cards so it's like thor's ability without removing a threat um and it like, lets you set up Death Glow, so pretty cool. Definitely a character that obviously wants to fight minions and defeat them. We have two copies of Shield Maiden, which is a one-cost event. When the enemy with Death Glow attached attacks, declare Valkyrie the defender without exhausting her. She gets plus two, two defense for this attack, so if you have your spear out and Death Glow is on the villain, you can get five defense against the villain without having to exhaust using this event. Pretty cool. We have three copies of another event, have at the three cost event, hero action deals seven damage to an enemy. If the enemy has Death Glow attached, that attack gains overkill, which is pretty cool. Um, But at the same time, three for a seven damage attack with overkill is just like a slightly worse version of all of the other hero attacks that cost three and have overkill. So a little bit of a bummer there um and that's that's what she's all about so she's all about moving this death glow attachment around unfortunately the only way she really has to move it is to defeat the thing it was attached to or jump to alter ego form and remove it and then jump back to hero form and move it to someone else so there's a little bit of trickery there getting death glow onto the thing you want it to be on um but once it's there it works pretty well
1: yeah um i think that she has a lot of Uh, a lot of directions that she can go, but they all kind of require you to focus on doing that thing. Um, So like obviously her spear pumps up her defense um, and dragon fang pumps up her attack and that's your two restricted slots. So, you know, especially in aggression you want to be using you probably want to be using uh, Yarnbjorn. She's really good for mean swing stuff. Um, But the spear d- in itself like kind of doesn't do anything so wouldn't you rather have a different restricted in your other hand like i said like your arm, your arm right you'd rather have true i mean you could
0: ride, run like sidearm and get all three in case you defend in a pinch but right. at the same time one defense unless you've thrown death glow on the villain isn't going to do that much for you so right um
1: but with that said i think that whatever you focus on as long as you are pretty committed to that role you're you're going to have a good time um I played with a teammate that was playing her in protection, and was trying to leverage um, the spear and uh, uh, shield. Shieldbeaten. Yeah, shield yeah. Nice. I, I totally blanked on the name, but I had the art like right in my face. Um, yeah, the anime art, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, the I think it's the Marvel Adventures art from. Uh, it's a lot like the, uh, the IDW imprint.
0: It does look like Marvel Adventures art.
1: I'll um, give it that. But, uh, yeah, so there would be really, really good turns where the Shield Maiden would protect, like, the whole table. And uh, that was super cool, but it was a little bit hard to set up because,
0: you know, the demands of the scenario
1: <laughs> doesn't don't always align with what you want to be doing.
0: Yeah, I've kind of found she can go a couple different ways, right? She can go the protection route and really focus on Shield Maiden and the Spear, get herself up to, like, five defense against these villain attacks, but you're giving up a lot by doing that right if you put death glow onto the villain when you go from one stage of the villain to the next stage that's considered defeating for defeat triggers so you'll get to like trigger valhalla once right that's cool but like flight of the val
1: Valkyrie
0: Valkyrie, i'm gonna remember that eventually um is like this giant like tax on your hand and like a lot of the cards that exist right they really depend on you attacking the death glow enemy or defeating the death glow enemy so you end up with I don't want to say a lot of dead cards in your hand because every card can be used as a resource and it never hurts to have a three cost seven damage attack against the villain even when you're like the protecting person because you're gonna have some resources to spend right um, but it's a little bit of a bummer right because you're kind of I don't know you're just behind the gun um, and you got a lot of a lot of weight in your deck that you don't need
1: yeah and that's you know that's the other part about it is um is how do you use Death Glow effectively? Because you have to kind of commit to the uh, the economy, the, the economical demands of putting it on minions all the time, or you can just put it on the minion and just be kind of insulated against them and and pop the minion for you know five damage on your basic attack, pretty pretty The easily. villain?
0: You, are you talking about put it on the villain and just smash them every turn?
1: Yeah. Sorry. The the decision is between the the economical demand of putting it on a minion and knocking it out and readying and putting it on another minion and knocking it out and readying and spending your hand that way or sticking death glow on the villain and then moving on.
0: Totally agree. And I think that Val Valhalla kind of offsets that um, tax on the minion, but at mm-hmm. the same time if you want to really like advantage from that, you're drawing a card and then you're paying that card immediately to put death glow back out on someone else. I wish there were a couple cards that like like if flight of the val Currier
1: Oh, you did it. I'm so proud Also
0: of you. said remove five threat and then attach death glow to a different enemy that would have been awesome, right? Because you, right. you don't have to pay that tax and you can like set up these combos and chains. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. doesn't have great economy, right? Valhalla can draw her cards, but like we just said, you're generally drawing a card that you're immediately going to pitch into something else, so that's annoying. Um, and she does have a ally who is a civilian who has an ultra ego action. You can exhaust her to search the top five cards of your deck for a Valkyrie card and add it to your hand. Which is great, because depending on what path you pick, since she has a split kit, you're going to end up with a bunch of dead Valkyrie cards in your deck, so you should hit a target every time, but that's well, not... I don't know.
1: It's not dead if she doesn't choose it to be dead.
0: That's true. Not this day, she would say. Not this day.
1: <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think, thematically, I like the I like the hero kit. Um, I also like the playstyle, whichever direction you take it. Um, you know, I obviously like to play aggression decks and i like doing a lot of i like feeling like i'm doing a lot of things and Mm -hmm. in my opinion dealing damage is the most satisfying thing in marvel champions this is not a a commitment to my character this is just me as a player um so in my head i want to kill a million minions every turn and just kind of like cut a swath through the table to clean it up
0: yeah i've enjoyed her the most as like a minion killer where i do manage that economy of moving death glow around um it's certainly annoying but the extra readies you get and the card draw you get and all the fun triggers um sort of make it worth it to me um but the the lack of resource generators makes her really economy starved i mean she does have Choser of the slain so she can like pop those minions out and draw cards from that so i guess that helps too
1: oh you know uh, i didn't even notice that she doesn't have a resource generator
0: yeah you're you're creating and and solving your own problems (laughs) she's got a lot of card draw right two Choser of the slain valhalla annabelle riggs that's like four cards of her 15 cards that can draw her things so that's Mm -hmm. great um but there's nothing like static that you invest to the board that just continuously like gives you a resource around there's no super soldier serum for the valkyrie right there's no nebulous ship either. If only Aragorn said exhaust me for a wild resource, everyone would rejoice, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I would prefer that to the uh, four hit points, and I know I would prefer that to the aerial trait.
0: You just don't appreciate the aerial trait yet. Just wait. <laughs> just, I just don't get it, man.
1: I'm just, i just, I'm just always ground pounding. That's me.
0: Gotcha. Well, you can only ground pound if you go up in the air and you press Z, right? So, I mean, Jeez. it all makes sense.
1: No, you, you're right.
0: All right, um, so as a hero, I think she's pretty interesting. She's definitely a split hero. I feel like all of the other heroes kind of have a versatile kit where they can go either way, and all of their cards are still useful. Like we talked about, War Machine, he can be a minion handler, he can be a threat manager that also does damage. He can be a bunch of different things. Um, and here, you kind of have to pick your role and then figure out what cards suit it, and like really stick to it. If you start trying to like juggle multiple things. I feel like she struggles a little bit
1: yeah yeah you don't you don't play like every card in her kit out and just kind of be prepared for everything you want to specialize
0: which is good i feel like a lot of times with a lot of heroes i draw my hand of cards and i say "Ooh, i got a hero card i'm gonna play that and then look at whatever's left over (laughs) Um, but with valkyrie that's not always what you want to do because you've like picked your role and you've got your like set of five cards within your kit. That works really well for your role and then you've got 10 cards that are like if something comes out that makes this perfect we'll do it but otherwise i'll you know lean into the aspect a little bit more that like progresses my goal
1: yeah i, I agree i um i really like the uh val carriers uh not requiring uh a hero or i guess requiring Aldrigo. similarly <laughs> i like that it's just a response you can do it whenever the table can benefit from it whenever um, I think that's, that makes it a, a really, really good card.
0: You could do that with Valhalla too. If you can figure out a way to defeat an enemy yourself <laughs> while an alter ego, I don't have a good idea for that yet, but
1: no, I think, I think some people are on the case though.
0: Where there's a will, there's a way, right? There must be. All right. Wow. Well, Valkyrie comes packaged with an amazing aspect. Some might call it the best aspect or at least the reddest aspect. She comes with aggression. So there's a ton of new aggression cards and basic cards that I think we got to go over. Um, Do you want me to beat over the aggression cards so that you can give us your aggression seal of approval or denial?
1: (laughs) I I don't mind doing it. I can do this. Okay, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So these are some allies that I'm super excited about. Probably the most excited about since... I don't know, actually. Um... (laughs) For a couple of reasons. Uh, I like when we get big name characters as allies. Like, I really liked getting Captain America as an ally and Captain Marvel as an ally. Um, but this time we get Thor as an ally. Um, that's uh, Odin's son, Thor. We already got uh, Jane Foster, Thor. Um, but uh, so Thor is a three cost ally with one thwart uh, for one consequential damage and three attack for two consequential damage and three HP. He's got the Asgard and Avenger traits. Uh, he has toughness and interrupt when thor attacks a minion engaged with a player spend an energy uh an energy resource resolve this attack against each minion uh engage with that player in the order of your choice uh that's, that's it's cool it is it might be magical christmas land to get a bunch of miles out of it but i think it's awesome and it's thematic and uh you know, in like an Ultron scenario where the drones are a little out of hand, you just say, "All right, well, I'm just going to run my Thor over there and uh, clean all these up." So
0: I love it. I think he's super fun. Um, the three hit points is offset a little bit by the toughness. A lot of times, I block with the toughness, and then I try to get two of his attacks in, which is different. I like that. So that I, is
1: a good idea. I like that a lot. Um, I'm he's, a fan. he's pretty cheap. Um, I like the art a lot. And, uh, yeah, it hits all the marks for me, basically. Um, Next
0: is the best ally. Uh, Hawkeye. No, no. Oh, dang it. Not an aggression, Hawkeye. No, I'm sad. Not yet.
1: Uh, Weighing in at two cost with one thwart uh, for one consequential damage, two attack for two consequential damage, two HP, the Asgard and Guardian. Yeah, (laughs) I thought I was misreading that. Asgard and Guardian traits is Throg himself. So, we got Thorfrog. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Thorfrog.
0: So can you tell us how Throg came to be? I don't know uh, what his hammer's called. I need to know. <laughs> Pop quiz.
1: Oh man, I actually don't know the name of it offhand, but it's I'm going to guess it's like Frog. something. Uh, Mjolnir. Frog. I just looked it up. It's Frog That's, Frog Yolnir. I love it. Frig Frog Frogolnir.
0: Puddle Puddle golly, go yelp.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> Um Thor Throg is obviously like an amazing character. Um, he's been around for a very long time um he's actually had a few different names and uh like i I just can't say enough about this character he (laughs) like his his real name like his real name is simon walterson which is a play on walt simonson who is a very very well-known uh thor artist uh he and his wife did a ton of iconic thor stuff um If you've seen Thor fighting frost giants, you've probably seen Walt's, uh, Walt and his wife's art. Um, so yeah, he's he's a he's a reference packed inside of a reference, packed inside of uh, a silly character. Uh, he was also a member of the Pet Avengers.
0: Um, I'm disappointed in no Pet Avengers trait. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Yeah, I don't think they want us to have it, although we do already have two of them. So do have two Pet Avengers, and even better, they can go in the same deck
0: maybe we'll get honorary pet adventure maybe maybe we would if your need... art resembles an animal you can gain this card okay
1: we would just need a few more um
0: we have falcon
1: so redwing can't be that far maybe if we get him as a hero uh Zabu is my close second favorite um yeah no we could we could definitely have pet avengers uh dr strange has a ghost dog so um but anyway yeah so I'm super excited about him, and uh, he his ability. I guess I should mention uh, response when he enters play. Give him a tough status card if you are engaged with a minion. So he is efficient. He is cheap, and if there's a minion engaged with you, you can get him a tough token and take take a hit from a from the villain. If there's a minion engaged with you, you can give him a tough token, and then you know that turn you don't have to deal with the villain because you know your boy Throg will take care of it.
0: Hexia. yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer that he doesn't have the Avengers trait for Earth's Midiest Heroes, but well, he's still really good. He's a two-cost ally. Come on,
1: yeah. Um, I don't know how official the Pet Avengers are as far as being an Avenger is, um, but you know what's to say you don't honorary Avenger him?
0: Is tis true?
1: Tis true. Nice and easy. I mean, with the Captain America boot camp deck, he can just do all this all day. He can do this all day. Is what I'm trying to say. It's true. So, you can uh, do this
0: all day, ribbit.
1: Uh, the next card is a reprint. It is Angela. Um, we've seen her before. She's got a zero cost, three HP, zero thwart, two attack, um, both for one consequential damage. Forced response when she enters play under your control, search the top 10 cards of the encounter deck for a minion, put it into play, engage with you, shuffle the encounter deck. If you don't get a minion, you don't get Angela, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've also got a reprint of Hall of Heroes, which is cool um, because I think that Hall of Heroes synergizes pretty well with Valkyrie um, in the way that I was saying that I like to play her, is to deal with minions, same with you. Um, we got two copies of Combat Training. Um, We have been playing for a while now. You've probably been listening for a while now. You probably know what Combat Training is. Uh, A card that I was really happy to see, uh, Quick Strike. Quick Strike is a two-cost event hero action attack deal damage to an enemy equal to your attack um, yeah this card is is awesome this card is really really cool
0: so you liked quick strike interesting
1: yeah <laughs> that, and maybe I'm biased because of uh, quick strike in lord of the rings being pretty cool um, but I feel like paying to getting the attack and dealing your printed damage pretty decent I also like hulk so you know
0: yeah, I feel like you gotta get your damage to three to make it worth it, right? If your damage is only at three, I mean this is this is haymaker, which is a basic card. So it doesn't excite me. If you can get your attack to four by having a combat training down or something else, now we're cooking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can get it even higher, then go crazy. I've seen people build decks where they put a bunch of brute forces in that like discards itself when you do a basic attack, but they just thwart. And they use quick strike to do their damage. So they get their attack up to like seven and they quick strike. That sounds fun.
1: So what you're telling um, me is that there's a club of people who like quick strike.
0: Oh, there is. And I'm in it. So I was going to judge you harshly and then tell you at the end that I'm in it. But I'm there. <laughs> Just for the hand ninjas in the background, even. I mean, I'm cool. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And the new the new uh, power man in the art.
0: Yeah. And they got flavor text for the character in the art associated correctly. Big fan. They did. It. I'm okay with that. Nailed it. Um, um,
1: the next one we've got is another fresh another fresh card, uh, Smash the Problem, which is... I can't tell you how much I love it as a name. Um, for one cost, hero action, thwart, exhaust your hero, remove threat from the scheme, equal to your hero's attack. So similar to Quick Strike, it... Yeah, similar to Quick Strike, but not exactly the same. It does require you to exhaust your hero to do the thwart. Um, it kind of seems like a well it's a good thing i have this um i don't know if it's something that you necessarily build your deck around um it is probably i don't want to say probably it is definitely better in uh, solo play um especially if you're playing aggression in solo it's nice to have this backup plan but i don't know how necessary it is when you have like a teammate
0: yeah i mean it's cheaper right it's one cost instead of two but there's that hidden cost in there so if you're Let's say you're a four attack hero, so you were all excited about Quick Strike, because two for four is a pretty good ratio. And then you come to smash the problem. Well, now it's one for four thwarts with an exhaustion. That seems really good. But it's really like one, and then you're limiting, like you're losing out on four damage by exhausting. Right. So that trade-off makes me sad. Yeah.
1: Um, I would have rather paid two, but then I don't know if it would have been an aggression problem. I'm sorry, an aggression card.
0: It's true, and I do feel like it's it's like perfectly thematic. Like this card nails the theme. I really like this card and Quick Strike and the next card you're going to read. They form like a whole new type of the deck building and aggression, and they all work beautifully with Hawkeye. So that just makes the even better. There's
1: the, so the plot reveals itself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Indeed.
1: All right. Well, the next card. Is uh, the best defense it is a zero cost uh, event. A hero interrupt defense. When your hero defends against an attack, use its attack instead of its defense for this attack. Yeah, this is one hundred percent great for Hawkeye. But if Hawkeye is using this, I don't know if Hawkeye's in the best situation.
0: It's true, but you're gonna use resources from your hand, right? And if you're getting smashed to the face, and you're like, "I'm gonna die here if I don't defend," oh crud, my defense is one. To throw one card down and block two damage seems okay to me. And if you can get your attack up to four with a combat training or something, and you can throw one card down and jump from one defense to four, it's always nice to have in your deck. Um, I'm a big fan of it. I think it's nice for anyone that has high attack and low defense. It's not so great for Hulk, right? Because you've already got high defense. He's got
1: got all the good numbers printed high.
0: Yeah, yeah, that good number.
1: No, no, the good numbers.
0: Oh, the good ones. The, non, the non-blue ones. The
1: combat ones.
0: Um, yeah, I love this card. It's actually really funny. I, so I made this joke about, like, all these cards are great with Hawkeye. So I got my Valkyrie pack over the holidays. And I actually recorded some Valkyrie videos that I have to edit. And I haven't posted yet. But then after the holidays, I posted, like, my first video back. And in the introduction, I talked about how excited I was about all the new aggression cards in Valkyrie. And then I played a Hawkeye video. And like four people commented on it. And they were like, freaking typical Kennedy Hawk. He talks about how excited he is about Valkyrie, and then he just takes all her cards and throws them into a Hawkeye deck. And I thought, exactly. I've never been more on character than in that moment. So I was very proud. That's just,
1: that's just keeping the brand.
0: <laughs> yeah, was, I withheld those other videos forever on purpose now. <laughs> but no, this suite of cards is awesome. So you get a new attack that does damage based on your attack you get a thwart that removes threat based on your attack and you get a defense that defends or like decreases damage based on your attack. Beautiful. I love it. I love this trio of cards.
1: Yeah. I think it's, I think it is really cool as like an indicator of, of design direction. I think I said something similar about, uh, Alliance as a keyword, you know, seeing more that allows us to do more stuff or allows them to do more stuff. I should say, um, and that's that's good because these are these are pretty creative cards i I mean at face value they don't do the thing that i want to do like i said which is smash face um but they're interesting and they make aggression and solo a little easier to play and um they kind of branch into a dimension that isn't just race the villain when you get kind of in a predicament
0: they are utility options and aggression really needed utility options they really needed a thwart really bad and i think Even one that forces you to exhaust, especially like you said, in solo, it's going to save you games. Um, In multiplayer, you should probably just tell that person playing yellow cards to do their job. (laughs) But in solo, I think it's great. Even in two-player sometimes, right? You get into a pinch where someone flipped down and all of a sudden you get an advance and you're like, okay, everybody's got to thwart this turn. And Hulk's just sitting there saying, I can Hulk smash. Well, now he can do something. Now he can Hulk thunk. He can think.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I... I will probably be including it in, in Hulk decks for solo. Um, I'll probably start exploring solo Hulk decks again, um, where I did them before. They were basically just uh, just races. You know, we just uh, just said, okay, can we kill this guy fast enough? You and
0: you mull and you say, did I draw Hulk Smash in Limitless Strength? Nope. Okay, reset.
1: No, no, Shuffle no. Again. The question mulligan. is, does this scenario make me lose if I stay in Alter Ego for one or maybe two turns? And then things get really bad, and we go to the second or third card, and then I then I look for the Hulk smashes, and I try to play two or three in a turn.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll learn. I'll learn proper Hulk technique from our aggression expert.
1: Actually, I don't think I can play three in a turn, but <laughs> but I if I you mean,
0: in your deck enough, maybe you why could. Not,
1: why not just try cheating?
0: Right. That's like the best way to win, especially as Hulk. I mean. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Well, we got cool basic cards too, right? Yeah, so we, we do. got um, the Bifrost, one cost support. You want to tell us what that does? Yes,
1: uh, this is. Let me looking through here again. I couldn't pick a single card that I'm the most excited about, but Throg and Bifrost are pr- pretty pretty tight for first place. Uh, Bifrost is a one cost support. It is unique. It's got the Asgard and location traits. Play only if you have the Asgard trait. Sure. Action. Exhaust the Bifrost. Search your deck for an Asgard ally and play it. Paying its cost. Shuffle your deck. Pretty cool. Pretty cool because considering the Asgard allies, um, they're all pretty strong. (laughs) They're all pretty strong allies.
0: So what do we have? We've got Sif in Thor's kit. Mm -hmm. We've got Heimdall, the basic ally that costs five, but he's really good to go grab. We've got Jane Foster Thor And Odinson, Thor, Mm -hmm. Throg, Angela, and Valkyrie.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of choices.
0: Um, and Beta Rebuild from Leadership. So
1: true, but uh, something that like it, it, it working as like another card in your hand is pretty nice. You know, like you don't have to have the ally in your hand. You just you can use your double... like with uh with Thor. Right, he has a small hand size. And sometimes you're gonna hit a bunch of power of or, or double resources. Just make sure that you can always do something with those with those cards.
0: Yeah, and this is like pure economy, right? So you pay two true cost up front, buy frost plus one card itself. Right. But then every time you exhaust it, you go find a card and basically like artificially add it to your hand, like you're saying. So once you've used it twice, you've gotten two resources of discounting. The third turn, all of a sudden it's like generating resources. Um it does require those Asgard allies to be in your deck, so you need to make sure you know how many allies you have, how many are in your discard pile versus hand, and whether there's any left. Because you might exhaust it and then find nothing, which would suck.
1: That'd feel pretty bad. And then you got
0: to shuffle your deck as a punishment, like a like a putz, you know?
1: So. Right in front of everybody.
0: Yeah. Oh, I didn't find anything. I've done that many times with Quiver. I understand the pain of my Asgard friends now, so it's okay. <laughs> Um,
1: We've also got uh, Godlike godlike Stamina, which is a zero-cost event. Play, again, only if you have the Asgard trait. Heal two damage from your identity. You may discard a status card from your identity.
0: So what do you think about this card?
1: I think this card is... I'm pretty conflicted over this card because it solves one of Thor's biggest problems, which are stuns um but or also is a very small hand size so it's kind of difficult to have the have this be one of your cards and still have a quality turn
0: And you got to draw it at the right time like i remember when this card got previewed people were going crazy about it and i've tried it and i have never been i mean having three cards in your deck that just heal you for you for two for no extra cost is not bad by any means um, but like I have never gotten it to come up when I have a status condition. It's always like I have three in my hand, and then the next turn I get stunned, and I'm like, wow, I wish this was last turn. But it's a lot like that athletic conditioning card that people just dump on, and that one's even worse because it costs one, and all it does is discard a status card. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, like it's it's the same problem, and our Asgard characters don't necessarily have a lot of beefy hand sizes you do have a good I, chance of drawing into this with Thor, which is nice, um, but I uh, don't know.
1: It's also f- it's also physical, so I know I always say this, but uh, if you're playing Aggression Thor, you're probably playing Yarnbjorn, so you can either heal to or deal to with it, and that's flexibility.
0: This is true. This is true. I like that. I <laughs> I do find it funny that they used, like, this is like an alternate cover from like Gwen Stacy Month or something in Marvel Comics. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: like I- I was going to say the quote is from Jane Foster, but that's pretty clearly Gwen Stacy.
0: Yeah, I was I was very confused. Um, n- negative props. Everything we said about Power Man was great, but this not so much. I don't know. I'm just saying.
1: I wonder if they, <laughs> I wonder if they want somebody to make sure that they're on the right track with their art. Maybe I could do that while I'm in, uh, in Roseville. Just pop on by.
0: We could we could have a meeting about flavor text. It could be fun.
1: Can we? Yeah. Who, who can we talk to about that?
0: The flavor text gods.
1: Oh, the, oh, the, oh wow. Okay, this is things escalated very quickly here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay. Make sure you have your runes ready, so you can like align them in the right order.
1: Sure. Yeah. No, they're always ready. They're right here.
0: And that's from his precon.
1: That's so we've one. got
0: out of aspect cards too, right? So we we have Cosmic Alliance, which we previewed on the show already. It's an alliance card, three cost. Choose an Avenger character and a Guardian character. Ready each of those characters can be really strong um but it's it's kind of hard to get off because the person you're readying has to have like a turn where they can then use that exhaustion which can happen with smash the problem and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but it's an okay alliance card i like the idea of alliance cards this just isn't my favorite alliance card yeah Um, yeah i
1: agree um
0: I really like the art i like the art i
1: love the the art yeah i think it's i think it's great i like the i like the the warmth and like the angularity of it um we've also got let's see we've got problem solvers and who doesn't need a problem solver right (laughs) uh it's yellow so i have no idea what it does
0: all right so it's a four cost alliance card with a thwart trait Hero action thwart. Exhaust an Avenger and Guardian character you control. Or, sorry, I, I lied. Exhaust an Avenger and Guardian character. So those are part of the cost, so anyone can do that. So you could exhaust Star-Lord and Captain Marvel when those are your two heroes in the game. Remove X threat from each scheme, where X is equal to the combined thwart of those characters. So that's really good that it's from each scheme. But if you're playing this and it's a removing threat from, like, five schemes then you certainly needed some problem solvers because you have problems to solve. Um, like cute wrecking crew tech. I don't know. Oh man.
1: Yeah. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. I I, this, I feel like this is the second recording where I've said, man, I didn't even think about wrecking crew. And uh, I don't feel A bad. A lot of
0: people don't think about wrecking crew. It's yeah. okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't feel bad saying that, but it's making me realize how little I think of wrecking crew.
0: I mean, it can work okay, like in Hella, right? Because you're always going to have two schemes up. And if you're playing a campaign, you can't always remove threat from the campaign side scheme, but you're probably going to have three schemes up a lot of the times in oh, um, different campaign modes.
1: Red Skull is um, a pretty good one.
0: Red Skull would be a good one, but still, with Red Skull, you're trying to remove that side scheme like every turn, and there's no chance of like two players drawing a side scheme because they're all on the one deck. Oh, that's right. So yeah, it's yeah. like... You want to have like three side schemes out because if you're paying four and then exhausting two people, even if they only have one thwart, like you're paying four to remove two threat from the main scheme, that's bad. If there's a second side scheme, you're playing four to remove four threat. That's still pretty bad. So you got to have like two side schemes out there to make it worth it. Um and I know people have made crazy videos where they let like nine side schemes get out, but that's not like what you would normally do if you're playing the game to win. That's like what you would do if you're trying to make a cute problem solvers deck. Um, which is cool. Don't let me discredit that. That's just not the way our our table plays. Right.
1: Um, do you want to talk about the next card? It's, uh, it's blue.
0: It is blue, and I actually like it a lot. One cost leadership training. Max two per deck, two uses. Alter Ego action. Exhaust this card and remove one training counter from it. Choose a leadership blue event in your discard pile and shuffle it into your deck. So this is good, just like the Justice one, for a couple of reasons. Um, Justice and Leadership have the breathing room to flip down to Alter Ego, so you're not killing yourself to flip down and get this card. You can also do things like shuffle in, get readies, so you can have a burst turn if you know, like, hey, I'm going to play Goliath, but I want to make sure I draw into the combo pieces to really make his stuff, like shebang. You can do it. What I like to do is, because you're flipping down and you shuffle a card in, and then you shuffle a card in before you flip back up the next turn. So I'll shuffle in, like, I'll flip down and shuffle in and make the call. Because my discard pile is probably pretty full if I have events to choose from to shuffle back in. So that means there's lots of ally targets, things like that. You can shuffle in Avengers Assemble. There's a lot of good like combo and finisher cards that you can put back in with leadership. And a lot of them are pretty cheap. Not Avengers Assemble, but Get Ready and Make the Call and stuff like that. You can shuffle in zero cost cards, so you're not like putting super expensive events back into your deck. So I, I like it a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, my first thought was Make the Call just to get extra miles out of you know your Maria Hill. Your,
0: your... How many times can I play Nick Fury? Yeah, how exactly. many
1: times can I play Nick <laughs> Fury? <laughs> Realistically, um, how many how many times?
0: And I've seen I've seen people use this with. Ant Man, where they flip to alter ego to heal and they shuffle into Moxies and then they know hey I'm gonna draw into those and flip back up. I could see that with She Hulk too, like I like that shuffle in your flip cards so that you draw into them, hopefully. Um, I like that idea.
1: Yeah, no, that sounds really good. I like the, the Ant Man Moxie idea. Um so this next card I wanted to talk to you about. Despite it being a green card. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not Hawkeye.
0: No, it's not. That is that is Dark bullseye. Adventure Hawkeye, right? That's Bullseye, yeah. 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 Um so That's anticip- sneaky Norman Osborne replacing that's- our heroes with villains.
1: Uh, so anticip-
0: we're on to you, Vardane.
1: Uh so anticipation is a one cost upgrade, max one per player. When you engage a minion, discard this card, ready your heroes. Cool. This is cool. I like I like this card. It is simple. It is another ready. Um it makes protection hulk a little cooler. Um,
0: but that I is don't know though. Like, definitely not. Uh, that is definitely not.
1: Uh, Hawkeye.
0: Okay. That's not Hawkeye. I know. I wish we could have enough Hawkeye art to make a whole deck someday. Caleb will grace me with that. Oh, I get it. Um, I'm glad you got that. That was good. I know it was really funny. Um, what I don't like about this card is it's when you engage a minion and protection doesn't have a way to like bring minions out. So you put this down and then you're banking on you having defended and drawing into a minion. So you have to like anticipate a minion showing up, which isn't like easy. Once there's a way for like I don't know, say a blue aspect that doesn't have enough things that they could do to like move minions around and like command, "Hey, pay hey, protection player, you deal with this minion." Then this could be a really cool card. Um, so I guess you'd say that this card like you have to anticipate when a minion is going to show up and if you do it could work out really well.
1: Yeah I don't I don't think anybody's gonna say that.
0: No okay never no. mind Well, no. I said it so no, somebody you, said it. You got the oh.
1: you got the Caleb Grace joke. And you're not getting this one.
0: I'm not getting both. Okay. Yeah. I tried. I tried hard. It was a reach. You no know, death death grow. We can do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you're you're walking this weird line tonight.
0: That's <laughs> it's yeah.
1: You're you're confident enough to go for puns but you're misspeaking words in front of you.
0: <laughs> I can almost read things.
1: It's true. it's true. I can almost read things. I hope that's, that's our 2022 quote. <laughs> I can almost read things.
0: It's going to be the flavor text on the next card I make of myself. I can I can almost, read, almost things. read things, but it'll be spelled wrong, or like the words will be in the wrong order. Or it'll be
1: blurry. <laughs>
0: there you go. Because you have no
1: death perception.
0: No death perception. There it is. I've been
1: waiting all night to to drop that one.
0: I thought you were gonna say everyone I ever read the card, but you didn't. All right, Valkyrie, where you think she is is Valkyrie. What grade are you giving her? Fifth grade math teacher style.
1: Um, I feel like I always give Bs. I give As sometimes, um, but I think I'm gonna give this one like a like a C plus. I think she's cool. I think she's interesting, but um, I don't know. I'm not like it does. She's not my first choice for anything.
0: I agree. I would I would give her a C with like a nice effort sticker if I was a fifth grade math teacher.
1: Okay, sure.
0: Um, but if I was grading like her pack as a whole, she'd probably get a B with nice effort because I think that the like aspect package she comes with and the backup cards are like one of the best back halves of a pack you can get. Like you get support for a trait, that trait is Asgard, you get a new archetype in aggression. And you get off aspect cards that aren't, well, not all of them are completely useless. So I would say that, like, once you get past card 16, this is like a really solid pack. And even up to card 16, it's like, it's not like a dud of a pack, but this is not my favorite.
1: Um, I'd give her, yeah, I'd probably give her a B B-plus with a lightning bolt sticker.
0: Um, lightning bolt sticker. That makes sense.
1: <laughs> for uh, giving nice things to her pal Thor. I thought she was a real team player. I'm glad that she had cool cards for for Thor to mess with.
0: I agree. I almost wish they didn't reprint Hall of Heroes, though, if that was the plan, though. Because if you take this pack and you say, if you had Thor's pack and you said, hey, you got to get one pack to enhance your Thor play, go get the Valkyrie pack. You'd open it and you'd immediately see that like one of the Asgard cards is a reprint. And you'd be like, oh, that's a bummer. But I still think the rest of the pack like really suits him super well.
1: Yeah, I still think there's plenty of juice in the pack that if you got a double Hall of Heroes, it wouldn't be the end of your day.
0: Yeah, it just put you in your deck, right? We already condone cheating, so.
1: Just cheat. You'll hit all the good cards so much more often if you just play more of them. Rules be damned. Exactly. <laughs> I, I just like make it your
0: 40, 40, 41st card, or whatever it's called. Yeah.
1: I feel like eventually we're just going to like get so comfortable advocating cheating that we're not even going to be talking about the game anymore. Like, we're just going to be talking about what
0: we think is the game. Yeah exactly i mean i think i do that sometimes anyway
1: maybe, <laughs> we, so i'm sure one of our <laughs> listeners was already like well you guys already do that uh, but uh a hey, you can't make fun of yourself right
0: some people can and i'm one of them
1: and yeah we we're both we're both one of them we're two of them together that's two that's of quick them. math one
0: plus one is two see i can do math the reading thing not so hot math i'm all about it back in the saddle here we go
1: <laughs> the return <laughs> this of the is thing. my
0: expertise That's on my business card. (laughs) All right. That was our Valkyrie episode. We've got one more Hero Pack episode to get through before you wrap up this cycle. And then we've got a Scenario Pack, and then we're caught up on releases. How does that feel?
1: I'm so excited for the Scenario Pack. Like, I've been waiting so long for us to go over the Scenario Pack. It's unreal.
0: Well, you'll have to wait two-ish. No, I know. Maybe a few more episodes.
1: No, I know. know. It
0: might be a two-episode pack, because there's so much to unpack in that pack that... It'd be hard to pack it in.
1: You'd have to repack it and then pack it again as two packs. Yeah, I know I get it, but I'm just so excited. I hope everybody else is excited, having no idea why I'm excited about it.
0: I'm excited just to hear. All right, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. And today's episode of MCM was brought to you by Odens Vault Rare Artifacts and Collectibles. Find a rare, ancient, reality-bending artifact in your mom's basement? We want to add it to our collection. Bring it in, we can haggle on the price and figure it out. You can find a rare assortment of goodies like the Tuning Fork, the Warlock's Eye, or maybe even the Tablet of Life and Time if that's the kind of thing that you're into. If that's not the kind of thing you're into, you can still support the show by going to patreon.com mcmpodcast. And now, back to the show.